Hey everybody, welcome back to the Financial Freedom Show. My name is Rob Berger. In this video, we're gonna talk about how to invest in a Roth IRA. I've gotten this question from a number of viewers. One was who was named Jeff uh, wrote me and he asked the following. He said, I'm a new watcher of your videos. I've watched some on your three, four, five, and six fund portfolios. Have you done a video on a Roth IRA portfolio or would your three, four, five, and six fund portfolios work for the Roth version as well? Thank you. Well, Jeff, that's a great question, and I'm gonna tackle it in today's video. And I, the short answer is, I think the three, four, five, and six fund portfolios can be ideal for a Roth IRA. However, there are some adjustments you might wanna make depending on your circumstances. So here's what we're gonna do. First, gonna briefly walk through what a Roth IRA is. Then we're gonna take a, a quick look at the three, four, five, and six fund portfolios. And then I'll talk about uh, in what circumstances I think they're ideal for a Roth and in what circumstances might you wanna make at least uh, one minor adjustment and why. So let's get right to it. And I wanna begin actually by talking about a Roth IRA and I'm gonna show you a publication from the IRS. Believe it or not, the IRS has some great information on retirement accounts and it makes uh, understanding these things, which can get complicated, a lot easier. So uh, briefly, you can see here what a, a Roth IRA, IRA is and how it works. One of the big differences between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA, and you can see it right here, whoops, here we go, right here, you do not deduct contributions to a Roth IRA, meaning when in the year you make the contribution, you get no tax benefit at all, none. You make the contribution, but your taxes don't get affected at all. But uh, the, the, the benefit is, and you can see that here, is that if you satisfy the requirements, that is you take what are called qualified distributions, which we'll talk about in a minute, you know, years from now when you retire, they're tax-free. So not only uh, do you not get taxed on the contributions you made, of course, you've already paid tax on the contributions, you also don't pay any taxes on all the earnings uh, that you've made. So if you max out a Roth IRA during your working years, uh, it's currently the contribution limit is $6,000. If you're 50 or older, you get an extra thousand added to that, but it's uh, for folks under 50, it's $6,000. If you were to max out a Roth IRA during your working years, you'd have a seven figure portfolio and uh, it would be tax free. So Roth IRAs are an excellent way to save uh, for retirement. They don't at the moment, have required minimum distributions, which is, uh, I think, a plus. There's been talk in Congress to change that, and we'll see if that ever happens. Uh, you can see here, you can make con contributions even after you reach the age 70 and a half, if you want to. Um, you can leave the amounts, as you see here, in the I Roth IRA as long as you live. So in other words, there are no required minimum uh, distributions. And, and they're great, too, as a way to uh, give to your children or other family members uh, when you pass away, if that's part of uh, your goal. So Roth IRAs are a great vehicle for savings. Now, one thing I want to point out in terms of qualifying for this tax-free distributions when you retire, you may have heard that you need to be 59 and a half or older. And sort of once you've reached that age, you're good, right? You can take your money out without penalties. Well, when it comes to a Roth IRA, there's one other catch you need to be aware of. And so I'm gonna to go to this, this um, article or um, document from the IRS, and it's a long one. It's called Publication 590-B, and I will leave a link to all of this uh, below the video. 
And in this document, they talk about both traditional and Roth IRAs. And this is the section on Roth IRAs. And the one thing I want to point out is here they talk about what's a qualified distribution. And you can see down here at 2A, one of the things is that you made the distribution after you reached the age of 59 uh, and a half. So here's the, the deal. You have to meet qualifications one and two for the distribution to be qualified and for you to get the favorable tax treatment. Under two, reaching the age of 59 and a half is just one of four options. There are others. If you've become disabled, for example, right? There's a first time home buyer exception. You see that right here. But the thing I wanna point out is this number one. In order for it to be a qualified distribution, it has to have been made after the five year period beginning with the first tax year for which a contribution was made to a Roth IRA. So, and they call that the five-year rule. There are actually two five-year rules. I won't get into the details of the other one. It has to do with Roth conversions. But the point is, you know, if you're in your 20s or 30s and you open up your Roth IRA and you start contributing to it, obviously you've met the five-year rule by the time you hit 59 and a half, not a problem. Uh, but if you're opening up a, a Roth IRA sort of later in life, uh, it may be close to 59 and a half, you need to realize you need to hit that five-year uh, rule before you start taking out uh, uh, distributions, they won't be qualified. And so that's an important thing to remember. The nice thing is once you've satisfied this rule for one Roth IRA, you know, you, you're good. Uh, so that's a good reason to open up a Roth IRA very early, as early as you can, even if you only contribute a little to it. So anyway, that's a Roth IRA. Now let's take a look at the three, four, five, and six fund portfolios before we decide if they're a good way to invest in a Roth. So let me show you those. We're gonna look at M1 Finance, and this is where I've created a bunch of portfolios that we've talked about in past videos. Let's first take a look at the three fund portfolio. It's pretty simple. As the name suggests, it's just three funds. We've got a Vanguard Total Stock Market Fund. It basically just invests in all the public companies in the US. We have a Total International uh, Stock ETF, VXUS. It, it, it invests generally in the inter all international companies. And then we have a, a Vanguard Total Bond Fund. It invests in both uh, government, U.S. government bonds, corporate bonds, and some mortgage-backed securities. You can see the percentages that I have set here. Keep in mind that those aren't gospel. Uh, those percentages are sort of the, the standard, uh, I think, allocation of a three-fund portfolio, but it doesn't mean that you have to use uh, those specific percentages. But that's a basic three-fund portfolio I think really it should be the starting point for most uh, investors. I think it's an excellent way to diversify. And by the way, if you're new to all of this, don't be alarmed that there are only three, three mutual, or in this case, ETFs that may not look very diversified, but keep in mind, uh, there, these represent and include thousands of stocks and thousands of bonds. So yeah, it's just three, three funds, but it's, it's, it's thousands, really probably more than 10,000 total stocks and bonds in those three uh, funds. So that's that's the three fund portfolio. And then for four, five, and six, uh, uh, each of those adds an additional asset class. And we'll look, let's look at the four fund. What it adds, you can see it down here, is small cap value. Now, one of the things I wanna stress, the three fund portfolio has exposure to small cap value because this Vanguard Total Stock Market Fund, VTI, has some exposure to small cap value. 
And you might say, well, if that's the case, why, why are we complicating things here and adding 10% into VBR, which is dedicated to small cap value? And the answer is uh, some folks like to have extra exposure to certain asset classes uh, beyond what just, say, an investment in VTI would give you. And why small cap value? Because when you look over a long periods of time, small cap value has performed extremely uh, well. Will it perform just as well over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Well, you know, time will tell. But if we look at the historical data, it's performed very, very well. And in my case, if I were going to add um, one fund to the three fund portfolio, I think it'd be small cap value. By the way, studies show that you get more diversity from adding small, small cap value than you do from adding international stocks or even emerging market uh, stocks. Now, having said that, let's go to the five fund portfolio. And you can see it adds, well, it adds emerging markets. Emerging markets do, do certainly do add diversity. And again, just like with small cap values, value um, uh, stocks, uh, the three fund portfolio has exposure to emerging markets because this international stock fund that we're using for, for, for our overseas exposure has some emerging market exposure. But again, the theory very similar to small cap value is some folks want extra exposure to emerging markets. Again, why? It adds a little more diversity and emerging markets, while very volatile over time, ha have performed uh, uh, pretty well. I say pretty well because international uh, stocks generally have underperformed the U.S., particularly in recent time, uh, although, you know, that could suggest that maybe it's their time to shine. I guess, again, uh, time will tell. And then the sixth fund portfolio just adds one more slice to all of this. It adds REITs. Again, yes, the VTI has exposure to REITs because in that fund are REITs that are publicly traded in the United States. But again, the same theory. Some folks want some extra exposure to real estate, again, for the diversity in particular in this case. And so you could add a 10% exposure uh, to real estate. So that's the the three, four, five, and six fund portfolios in a nutshell. I'll leave links to, to these portfolios in, on M1 Finance uh, uh, below the video. You can implement any of these just about anywhere at Vanguard, at Fidelity, at any brokerage, obviously at M1 Finance. Uh, they're very easy to implement. And because there are no um, taxes triggered when you rebalance, you can rebalance these pretty much as often as you want. M1 Finance makes it really easy to do, but it, you know, you're only talking about three to six funds. And since you don't have to worry about the taxes when you rebalance, you know, it ain't that hard no matter where you open uh, the account. So having said all of that now, are these good investments for a Roth IRA? And I think the answer depends, actually. If you're just starting out and the Roth IRA is your only current uh, in investment uh, account for retirement, I think they are great. Any one of them, I think, would be a very reasonable approach to investing. Um, I think that you know the three fund portfolio is probably the foundation. You can add, as we looked at, other asset classes if you believe in them. Maybe just a big believer in small cap value uh, or emerging markets or REITs. Uh, you could add the one or more of those. But I think in a Roth IRA, starting as a foundation, the three fund portfolio is an excellent way to go. And remember, you set the allocations between each of the funds. I, if you look at them in M1 Finance, I've obviously had to set an allocation 
what you have to do when you create the portfolios in M1 Finance. But again, don't treat that as gospel. Um, some of you, you know, might want more exposure uh, to U.S. stocks than than what I have in in, in these uh, portfolios, unless in international. That's the beauty of it. You get to decide what allocation you want. But I think these are excellent uh, approaches to investing in a Roth IRA. So when would these maybe not be ideal? If you also have traditional retirement accounts, uh, I like to do my set my asset allocation looking at all of my accounts as one whole. And in that case, if you have like a traditional 401k, for example, or other workplace retirement account, or maybe you have an, a traditional IRA in addition to the Roth, I would prefer to hold any bonds that I'm going to own or bond funds uh, in a traditional retirement account, again, whether it's a 401k or IRA, and leave the Roth for, for stocks, uh, but whether it's U.S. stocks, international stocks, and REITs for that matter, I prefer to keep those types of investments in Roth accounts and bond fund investments in traditional accounts. Why? Well, as we know, as we just looked at, if we follow all the rules, when you take money out of a Roth, it's tax-free, right? And there's no required minimum distributions. You can leave it in there, at least at the moment, until, until the folks in, in Washington decide to change that rule. Hopefully they won't, but you can leave it in there as long as you want. And they're also great uh, for inheritance. So I want the Roth to get as fat as possible. I want as much money in that Roth account as I can possibly have. And we know over time, stocks perform better than bonds. Bonds can help stabilize the portfolio, reduce its volatility, uh, and even in some periods, a portfolio with some bonds can actually outperform a 100% stock portfolio. And that can happen over a decade or more of time. So there might be good reasons to own a bond, a bond fund. But if I've got the choice and I have traditional retirement accounts as well, I want all stocks in my Roth account. And I would put whatever bond allocation I wanted in a traditional 401k or traditional IRA. So in that sense, if you've got both, I would make that adjustment personally. That's what I do. We have just stock investments in our Roth accounts and we reserve bond funds for uh, our traditional accounts. We actually have a few, uh, some bond exposure in taxable accounts, but it's very relatively small amount and it's short-term bonds that frankly aren't earning much interest. So we don't, we don't have to pay much tax on it right now anyway, because it ain't making much money. But that's a whole nother story. So there you go. I think three, four, five, and six fund portfolios are great for a Roth IRA. If you also have a traditional retirement account, I'd probably put the bonds in that and leave the Roth just for uh, stock type uh, investments. But otherwise, I think they're an excellent way to go. Jeff, I hope that answered your question. Uh, if anyone has questions, just leave them in the comments below. I'll be happy to help you out any way I can. And until next time, remember, the best thing money can buy is financial freedom.